0: Welcome to Opening the Door podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today you'll hear a conversation I had with Travis. We talk all things mediumship and I decided to name this episode Integrity in Mediumship because that's an important topic that we do touch on for a chunk of this episode, but obviously we cover a lot more than just that. And I had such a lovely time chatting with Travis about mediumship, universal love, and we even touched a little bit on manifesting in this episode. Enjoy and remember, don't be afraid to open your door. Today, we're welcoming Travis to opening the door. Travis is an internationally known psychic medium who has done over 1,000 readings. He has always had a connection to the spirit world and has learned through this connection that love is universal and all things are possible. Travis, welcome to Opening the Door podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I am so glad to have you on. As I was mentioning before we hit record, obviously have been watching your content for quite a while on Insta and just find you to be super uplifting and inspirational and just like such a loving presence. So super excited to bring that presence onto the podcast for an episode.
1: Uh, well, I'm so grateful for you and I'm excited for this conversation today.
0: So let's start sort of with the basics. Tell me a little bit more about your spiritual journey. Where did it start for you and how did you get yeah. to the place that you are today in your practice?
1: Yeah. You know, I've kind of always been like dipping my toes into spirituality since I was a kid. And, you know, of course, like a lot of us, when I was younger, I was really tapped in and really aware of spirit. And then life happens. We get a little bit older. We start kind of forming these false ideas of who we are and what we do in the world. Right. And then so I kind of went through my life, like kind of tapping in here and there through like tarot or getting readings done, but never really fully committed to my own journey. And then in, you know, 2020, we had COVID and we were all at home. And, and so I used that time to really connect, but it was so funny because I didn't know that that's what I was doing, I was really just kind of following these nudges. Like I, I, I decided to quit drinking. I I woke up on my floor one morning in June. So it's like, you know, a well, little more than three years now. I woke up my floor one morning in June after a couple of day bender. And I woke up and I heard this voice and it said, if you don't quit drinking, you're going to die. And so I was like, okay, I'll quit drinking. Mysterious voice in my living room. And then you know, then I just kind of asked, you know, for me, that was a, that was a really big emotional rock bottom. I had hit other rock bottoms before, but this one really hit me emotionally. And so in that moment, I was just like, you know, okay, what do I do? And then I just heard, start meditating. So I started meditating. I had no idea what I was doing. And, and then from there, it just kind of progressed. And then I went and saw a psychic here. I live in Tacoma, Washington, and I went and saw a psychic here in Tacoma, Washington. And she was like, Oh my God, you're a psychic medium. And I was like, I am. (laughs) And, you know, and I know that we all, to some degree, have psychic and mediumship ability. But she was like, You're meant to use your gifts to help people. And so, so I didn't really think too much of it. And then, just as the universe does, the universe put teachers on my path and experiences and people that have helped me along my journey. And three years later, I became an accidental medium. Like, I didn't mean to be a medium. That was not in my five-year plan, but it's been such an amazing, very spirit-led journey Mm. since it started.
0: Wow. I love that. Can I ask, Where do you think that voice came from that told you, you know, the drinking has to stop? Do you think it was your guides? Do you think it was your higher self? Something else?
1: Yeah, it, you know, I, I still am not a thousand percent sure, you know, I would like to think that there's, you know, uh, a higher self me that really just got tired of my shit and so sorry if we can. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, great, fine. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if like I just got sick of my shit and was like, hey, like we really need you to get get on the path now. You've had enough of a detour. That was fun. Get on it. You know, I'm still honestly not sure because it's a voice that I have not heard since. Yeah. So question mark there, but whatever energy that was you know, I'm grateful for it.
0: Mm, Fascinating. I, Ooh, I just got goosebumps. Ooh. So that's so interesting. I, yeah. And I think something that you mentioned that I, that I really love is just, and I think this is where sort of living in the present moment is really helpful. You know, teachers, you said like, you know, these things started showing up in your path, right? Mm -hmm. You went to a psychic medium, you were prompted that way. Teachers Mm -hmm. started showing up. So I think this is a really good example for anybody listening. Who's like, Oh, that sounds so like, And and it wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't simple when it was happening, you know, Mm -mm. and I think it's just a really good prompt for myself and other people to, to just remember to pay attention throughout your day. Like what is being put in front of you and being able to react to that is really important. I think.
1: Yeah. When, you know, in those nudges, they're so subtle, right? They're not all, it's not always like a burning bush in your front yard, right? Like sometimes those nudges, the day that I went to go see that psychic medium, you know, I had never purchased crystals. That was never like my thing before any of this. Like I had somewhat of a belief, but like, you know, if you would have told me that you can create your future by changing your thoughts and your feelings around those thoughts, I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. Like, what do you mean? And, and, you know, and tarot cards and stuff, like I always thought they were magical and great and crystals. Like I always had somewhat of a belief, but the day that I went to go see that medium, I, I wasn't looking for a reading I was driving to target and I got this nudge that was like hey find a crystal shop and I was like okay I'll find a crystal shop and so I went and I have the very first you know and isn't it always rose quartz like I have the very first piece of rose quartz that I bought and and then they have this psychic standing in the back and she was like do you want a reading and I was like sure love it and you know and then it just kind of went from there
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. All of the quartz of any kind, I feel like is like the gateway crystal. My first, yeah, my first, uh, like crystal purchase long ago, like before I really even knew what I was buying was smoky quartz and, and rose quartz. So yeah, totally uh, the gateways.
1: <laughs> do you ever hold those together?
0: Mm, I, I don't know. I can't say that I have.
1: Oh my gosh. I love holding them together. For me, like the smoky quartz kind of takes the edge off the rose quartz because rose quartz, it's like, it's an intense crystal. Right. And it's great, but I don't know, like, I love holding them both. Just, Ooh. you know,
0: yeah. give that I'm a shot. Try that. I love that. Yeah. So you mentioned a little bit about, you know, in your younger life being really open to spirit. Can you tell me a mm. memory or two that you have of sort of those really early memories yeah. of, of being really and plugged in?
1: Yeah, when I was a kid, you know, I I would go and spend a lot of time with my grandparents and uh grandparents on both sides, but this um grandparent set in particular was my my dad's side. And my parents owned pizza restaurants when I was growing up. And so they would work and then they would take me over to my granny's house, who um, you know, was was just so great to spend time with and they would send me to her house during the day while they would work and she would watch me and they lived in this big historic house and the town that I live in like shame to say but it's it's built on this Indian burial ground and it's known burial ground and so there's a lot of spirit energy just in the whole town you can feel it and um and so I would spend time in her home, and she had the—they had the book room. They lived in this big house, There was you know the music room. There was a couple of guest rooms, and then there was the book room. And I would spend my time in the book room, and I would find these books. I'm like, I remember finding this one book. I'm like, occultism, like, <laughs> like it had wizards and witches and all these things from like mid- medieval times, and. I remembered, like, asking my grandma, can I have this book? And I just, I would carry it around with me. And, you know, and, and so I remember, you know, reading that book and just thinking how magical it was. At that age, I really, I couldn't read all that well or understand it. I just could see the pictures. And I thought they were great. And then my granny and I would, you know, she would bust up the Ouija board. We would, we would play at the Ouija board, ask a couple questions. And, you know, so I, I always... Make this joke. I'm like, oh well, it happened because my grandmother let me play with a Ouija board, and now here we are.
0: <laughs> I love that because it's so funny. I feel like, um, especially myself, I grew up in a like Christian community, you know, where Ouija boards were like, if you do a Ouija board, you're talking to the devil. Like the devil, the, the devil, actual devil, V1, the one, w- yeah. the one devil. So just hearing you say that is so funny. Like I just, I love to hear it because it's like, what am I trying to say? Like messing with this stuff the the fear-based thing the christians are like if you mess with it you will be you are a witch or you will become one or you know what i mean and it's like
1: yeah maybe (laughs) i might but in the best way
0: but in the best way yeah so when you really decided you wanted to pursue your abilities you're like okay i feel this pull for psychic mediumship where where did you begin
1: you know what? It was an accident. I mean, you know, nothing is an accident. But for me, I say it was an accident. Like, it was not my known intention. So it, you know, it started really, there was, it was during COVID. I, you know, I was about, um, at this point, I think 30 or 60 days sober. And I had this, like, amazing clarity that I hadn't had for so long. And I remember just looking around at my life and going, I hate my life. Like I was in this job that I had worked so hard to be in I was a regional sales manager for a cosmetic company. And for like a kid with no college education who started working at like the Mac counter at like 10 hours a week, like this was like, I have made it. Like yeah. I was, you know, I was like, this job is it. I've got a team. I'm flying amazing places every other week, like Sacramento. Like, you know, like I was just like, I've made it. And, um, and, I just remember having this clarity and looking around and going, gosh, I'm just, I feel so empty. Mm. And so I sat down, I didn't even know, again, like I was manifesting for, I even really knew what it was, but, you know, I always think our souls know, we may not know, but our energy knows. And so I just sat down and I made a list of everything that I wanted. And I wrote down at the top of the list, I wanted to be happy. I wanted time freedom. I wanted to be able to make my own schedule. I wanted to go wherever it is I wanted to go. I wanted to do all of this without joining a multi-level marketing
0: oh, hell yeah! Like I
1: wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I wanted to be a boss babe. And so, yeah. and so I wrote all these things down and I just, I kept on this piece of paper. I burned a candle, and, you know, because at that time, witch talk was like blowing up. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do witchcraft, but right. You know, so Mm -hmm. that's
0: how it started for me too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. So I didn't, I didn't know that I was manifesting the life that I have now. And so flash forward a few months later, my job was eliminated and the company I was with, they offered me you know, a low, they were trying to save as many people as possible. They offered me a lower position with lower pay and, or I could leave. And it was like, I had no plan. I had no plan. And it, like my birthday had just passed. I think I had just turned like 33, 34. And I was like, I'm done. I'm just going to walk away with no plan. And so I kind of floated for like a few days or for a few months. But you know what I realized was happening was during that time, my energy was getting a chance to kind of get back into alignment. I was getting a chance to reconnect with myself. And so I was just, you know, sleeping in, going to the gym when I wanted to, going to the grocery and watching movies and just hanging out, relaxing. And then one day I get on TikTok and I'm on TikTok and my TikTok was like a thirst talk, like every gay man in his early thirties. I'm just taking off my clothes and doing the little dances. And and then I get on TikTok and I... Had started doing these skincare videos when I worked for the cosmetic company that I worked for. And it was like, I would deliver these like messages I didn't know at the time were channeled. And I'm delivering these messages while I'm putting on my skincare. And it was like, you know, a bit for this company to like promote the products and all that jazz while we were at home. So anyway, so I stopped doing that because I was like, well, this doesn't feel right anymore, especially since I don't work for that company. So I get on there and I'm on a live. I would like never done a live before. There were four people there. And one person was like, "Hey, I've had a really bad day. Can you just give me some words of inspiration, some words of wisdom?" And I bust out my tarot deck, and I was like, "Well, I'll give you like a reading." And it's the John Holland Psychic Oracle Tarot Deck. It's like my one is still my one of my most favorite decks, and and I just gave this reading, and then next thing you know, I've got fifteen hundred people in this live, and I was like, "Holy smokes!" And I get off there, and I was like this is it, this is it. Like when people say they found their calling, I was like, this is it. And so then like I, I don't recommend doing this for anyone starting on this journey and wanting to make this a business, but I immediately started like a scheduling page. I started taking readings and think you know, tarot, reading tarot. And at the time I was reading tarot and I had 17 years of HR experience. I'm like, well, I can, you know, I, I know what the cards mean. I don't need the book anymore. And I can, you know, I can deliver information to people. That's hard to hear. Oh, what, what's the worst that could happen? Whew. So, but then I started working with mentors and teachers and it just kind of developed from there.
0: Amazing. I love hearing when people really just throw themselves completely into it. I think I find it really inspirational and, mm-hmm. and really cool. And so what does, yeah. what does mediumship feel like to you when you're bringing yeah. through, or even psychic flow for you? Yeah. What does that feel like for you? How do people, yeah. loved ones and stuff come through for you?
1: Yeah. So it's interesting, right? Cause I started my journey reading tarot and, and that's how I helped people. And for the longest time I was like, I'm not going to be medium. I'm not talking to dead people. That freaks me out. And then it happened. And then, and then it felt so good. When I'm working with clients, that's when I feel whole. That's when I feel complete. And so, you know, mediumship, it's, 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 it's way different than tarot it's a different way of using your energy. It's all good. It's all great. It's all helpful. One's not better than the other, but it's just, it's different. Right. And, and when you're dealing with grief, there's an extra level of training that goes into it. There's an extra level of study. And so, you know, so for me in mediumship, it was, you know, and I'm a Virgo, like it's got to be perfect all the time. Right. So for me, mediumship was really more so a, okay, I'm not going to advertise myself as a medium. If it comes up, it comes up. And I spent the last couple of years studying and really studying it. And I, I still study, like I still take classes. I still read books on mediumship. I feel like the work of study is never done. Yeah. We're always expanding, right? So with mediumship, it, it's an interesting experience because, you know, now primarily I work mostly with clients looking for mediumship. I have some clients that want psychic work and motivational coaching and all of that but really most of my work now is in, in mediumship and and mediumship for me is not only loved ones in spirit it's also guides it's also angels it's anything that's outside of the physical experience so for me it feels like you know it feels when I connect in, I immediately start to sweat. <laughs> no, I sweat
0: too. from the
1: back of my, I sweat from the back of my knees. That's how I know I'm connected in. I'm like, oh, my knee, the backs of my knees are sweaty. We're ready to go. Yeah. Um. It feels peaceful. It feels calm. Even though I know that like my physical body is sweating, my heart might be racing a bit, or I might be kind of feeling buzzy in my body. It feels like love. It feels like wholeness. It feels connected. I don't have any better human words to describe how it feels. And for me, you know, it always comes through. I feel it usually in my physical body. And then I start getting the mental mediumship things that will come through the little bits, the sounds, the words, the pictures, but I always feel the energy of the person first or the, how how does that?
0: I had somebody ask me the other day, I had been talking to them about a few little I I was in Europe a few weeks ago and just had some some interesting, yeah, it was so lovely and wonderful. And I had a few just interesting little, little spirit, little mediumship moments pop up. And I was telling somebody about them and she said, how, like, how do you know what that, how do you know what it is and how does it feel? So when you're getting sort of those emotions, are you feeling them really um, coming through your body? Are you feeling them Flow through sort of as a conduit through your third eye. How does that feel Mm -hmm. for you?
1: For me, it's always through my body. So, like for example, if I have somebody who is feeling, you know, if I have a spirit energy that's coming through that's wanting to share a message with their loved one, and let's say it's it's regret, or let's say it's an apology, I will feel that that kind of like that feeling of like guilt or sadness in my body. And then I talk through that feeling and, or if I feel joy, like, like joy is one of my most favorites. Cause I, I'll get, especially when I get like moms that want to come through or grandmothers, I'd be like, oh my gosh, this person is like running through. And like, I want, I'll tell my clients, like, I want to hug you right now. Like, I want to give you this hug. I want to tell you just how joyful I am to see you. Right. Cause our emotions, they register through our physical body mm-hmm. in our day to day. So it would make sense that if I'm in a reading with someone that that emotion would also register through my physical
0: body. Mm, yes totally and also I just I just want to know I love how you mentioned that you sweat because I also find that I sweat it's like I know some of it might be just like I'm a little nervous you know I'm bringing through a loved one that's a big deal but Mm -hmm. yeah I'll stand up usually I'm sitting down when I'm reading and I'll stand up and I'll be like why do I feel like it's like sort of lower back and my tummy which is so weird and like feels Mm -hmm. very strange but uh, yeah, it's I'm I'm glad somebody else has mentioned that because it uh it definitely happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does, you know, and like I will sweat from play and it didn't happen when I read tarot for people. Like when I was back when I first started and I was reading tarot, like I would sweat a little bit, but I think it was just like nerves. Right. It wasn't until I tapped more so into channeling and psychic work and mediumship, especially. Because I also do um I also do channeling as well. Uh, which is just, you know, it's another form of mediumship, but, um, but like that, especially like my, the back of my chair will just be soaked and like my arms will be sweating. And so I try to wear, like, if I'm doing those sessions, you know, like I try to wear black, I try to like wear, like it's going to hide it, (laughs) but you know, it is, it is what it is, which I think is really cool to see those kind of those physical effects of what's happening energetically.
0: Yeah. Like we're working, you know, it feels, yeah, it feels very energetic, but it's definitely, we need this body to do it almost. And yep. so, yeah, it's really interesting. So you mentioned channeling and I'm a little bit mm-hmm. interested in that and how you delineate, you know, a maybe a regular mediumship mm-hmm. session compared to a channeling mediumship session. and And how does channeling work for you?
1: Yeah. So channeling is purely coming through my body mediumship, there's, there's that element of, of it's, it's active. There's this element of a lot of mental things coming through like pictures, words, sounds, and then, you know, in mediumship, as you know, right. There's a lot of like, it's, it's an active practice. It's a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of, you know, getting validation. It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of just, you know, doing that kind of that in between with your energy. Right. With channeling, it's a little bit more just a conscious or a flow of consciousness that comes through. So a lot of like my inst- well, all my Instagram videos are all channeled. Yeah. It's it's just quick. It's it's smooth. It's fluid. And I know when I'm channeling because there will be like things that will come out of my mouth that like I don't align with as a as a person. Mm. So it's great for me because sometimes things will come through. And I'll be like, oh, I need to write that down. Like that was that was great. So channeling for me, it's a, and it's a deeper blend with, with spirit energy. I don't do trance channeling, which is where somebody taps in specifically to a loved one and yeah. allows them to come through. I, okay. I channel guides. I channel higher consciousness. So those messages, they, those messages to me, I find them to be a little bit more broad. Yeah. Still applicable things that's happening to the sitter or the client but I also find those messages to have just a little bit of a different kind of feeling to them. It's a little bit more for like, like that big picture stuff, right? Like, so if I've got a channeling client with me and I'm allowing their guides energy to blend with mine or or higher consciousness energy to blend with mine and I'm sharing, I'm not talking about like the mundane stuff that's happening at their job or in their relationship. We're talking about, this is how your soul grows. This is how you expand on your journey here and so, and so it's just, it's a little bit different, right? Mediumship, typically we're dealing with, we've got loved ones that are coming through and still guides, but it's a lot of loved ones. And it's talking about the things here in our physical 3D world, which is beautiful. And it's all helpful for expansion. This channeling in this context is really more so for those who are ready for, more expansion and are kind of aware of
0: that's what's happening or if that's what's going on. Yeah. yeah. The words that are coming to me right now are like sort of those big universal like soul truths almost, you know, like sort of that big, I love that. I I love that delineation because yeah, there's, there's definitely a difference and I want to pop back a little bit to the closer to the beginning of our conversation, because this has been Mm -hmm. something that keeps popping kind of up as a question as we're chatting is You know, you wrote down your ideal life, you know, sort of like Mm -hmm. what you wanted from that. And then you started having these mediumship experiences. And, and I'm sort of wondering, did you ever have feelings of, I shouldn't want this for myself or Mm -hmm. why, why can I do this? Or like almost like imposter syndrome or sort of dealing with like your ego sort of just like bearing its head and wanting to hold you back. Did you ever deal with that type of stuff?
1: Every day. Every day, right? Because it's like, I think that's the thing. The thing that gave, helped me the most, truthfully, that really put things into perspective. I have this amazing therapist. I think I talk about him every time I do a podcast or an interview or a talk because I'm a big proponent of therapy. And so I, I have this great therapist. His name is Michael. And I asked him one day, just in a really heavy bout of imposter syndrome, I, I just asked him, I was like, do you ever wake up and think, who am I to help these people? And he goes, oh my God, I wake up every day and think these fuckers are crazy. <laughs> and so that, that really just, and it was so loving and so kind. Cause it was like a, you know, from the perspective of like, they're crazy. Cause I think that like, I could help them. Right. right. And then I have to remember I recently did a podcast interview with Lauren Rainbow, who's another just amazing medium. And she shared advice from me from her mentor, Tony Stockwell, that, you know, if you're meant to do this work, spirit will sustain you. Mm. And so for me, when I get those moments of imposter syndrome, I just remind myself, like, if this was not work that I was supposed to be doing, I wouldn't have the success that I've had on social media. I wouldn't have the steady stream of clients. I wouldn't have these things. And so, you know, I had a, I, I still love getting readings. Like I love them. I have to limit myself just because I I'm in such awe of practitioners and the work that we do. Yes. And, and so I have this, this individual here who's local, her, her name is Britta and she reads my cards every now and again. And, and she's just such a brilliant tarot reader and, and the judgment card came up. And that's a card for me that I never understood, Mm. even when it would come up for other people. I'm like, I don't really get this card. Like, what is this card about? And she looks at me and she goes, you need to know that the universe has already judged you and has deemed you are worthy. And every time I know, I know.
0: Tears in and, my eyes. Oh my goodness. And
1: so every time that card comes up for me, when I'm doing my, you know, like pull my own cards in my own reflection, when that comes up, it always comes up in moments where I'm having like really big fear or really big bouts of imposter syndrome. And it's like always that nice reminder of, I am worthy. Like I am, I am worthy. I can do this work. But I think people sometimes get confused, right? Because just because you are, you can do the work. It doesn't, that doesn't mean you're not going to have days that you just tank a reading
0: Mm.
1: or that's a tough day. Like you're still going to have tough days and and that's tough because that's going to really amplify that imposter syndrome. It's really going to validate the stories that you're making up in your head about the work. And, And so I think sometimes we have to remember that the stories that our mind tells us, they're not always accurate more times than not. It's a lie especially the ones that talk about you know you not being good enough or and there's a difference right there's a difference between like not being good enough and also and and needing some training or needing some development right, right? just because you need development does not mean that you're not good enough so it's kind of like that there's a razor thin line between being realistic with where your skill set is and and then just being a total jerk to yourself
0: Yes. Yes, there is. Thank you so, so much for sharing those stories and, and speaking on that because I think it's so important. And I, so I have two questions coming out of this. Yep. Um, We're going to do one and then the other. I won't ask them at the same time um, because they're really different. But so my first one is, you know, you mentioned like sort of just having trouble maybe tanking a reading. We don't need to really call it that, but like having maybe a reading yep. that doesn't flow through as well. What yeah. are some things that you do during a reading like that mm-hmm. and after to sort of just like... Mm-hmm shake it off or, you know, be okay with that. Yeah.
1: You know, I think sometimes in real life, there's, there's people that I meet that I don't vibe with. Our energy just isn't aligned. And sometimes in a reading, right? Like whether it's the client, whether it's me, it's never spirit, spirit's always there. So I can't, I can't put it on spirit. Right. But you know, sometimes it's the client's not ready to hear the message. Sometimes it's maybe I didn't prepare and like, and I do hold myself accountable and I, you know, and I like to hold myself to a pretty high standard, especially because this work is so important to me. And there's a lot of charlatans out there and there's a lot of people who are just BSing their way through it. And so a high integrity of this work for me is so important. And so, you know, so sometimes, you know, if there's a day where it's like, I know that I rushed, I know I didn't do my meditation the way that I like to do it. I know I didn't prep the way I like to prep before I get started. I know that my energy is just not in that space, right? Then, you know, then it is what it is. I learn for next time. You know, at first, either, you know, the first time I, I had a client where like I couldn't connect for them, I beat myself up so bad. I was like, oh my God, I'm so bad at this. I'm not supposed to be doing this. Mm. I'm a fake. None of this is real.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: You know, every I think horrible thing I could say to myself. And now, you know, and I'm not ashamed to admit it, just the other day I had a client that that I couldn't connect for. And I was like, hey, it's just not working. And you know what I did? I just I told her, I was like, hey, this is it's not working. Here's your money back. No harm done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I think in those moments, the very best thing I can do is just still maintain my integrity, right? And then that, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Like now when I have those days, the, it it's really more so less about me and really more. So I really wish I could have delivered for that client. I really wish that I could have given them what they needed, but you know, sometimes it just, it be what it be.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's all right. Thank you so, so much for sharing that. It's so important to. Yeah. Some days, some days it feels so like the connection is so strong and everything flows so easily. And yeah, you come out of a reading and you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. And then yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, where did everybody go? You know, like that type of thing. It's just like yeah. really crunchy and you know, all of that. So yeah, I just really appreciate you sharing that because yeah. it happens to, happens to the best readers in the world, you know, like, oh my gosh, you can't yeah, all be I on hundred have- percent of the time. I have
1: people that I love and respect as readers, and they'll tell me, you know, we'll have like little catch-up calls or we'll just talk. They're like, yeah, the other day I just couldn't connect. And I'm like, you know what? You've been doing this for 30 years. And the fact that that sometimes happens to you makes me feel so good, right? Like it happens and and there's nothing. And I, I find when I'm, I don't know about you, but like when I'm sitting with a client, I'm like, oh shit, I don't hear anyone or I can't connect to anyone. It's rare, but it happens, and so I'm like sitting there and I'm like, oh, fuck!" I find for me, the more I push it or the more that I try to force myself into it, the further and further and further that connection, the further and further away that connection gets. Yeah. So more times than not, it's, it's me freaking myself out.
0: Yes. And, yeah. And getting in my it's own like- way. Yeah. It's like when you're, tr- you're so desperate to fall asleep, but your body just won't fall asleep. And then you get frustrated that you can't fall asleep. It's like that yeah. same, for me, it feels like the same loop. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, like I'll really be able to relax yeah, and then really pop into it. But yeah, sometimes it's just, yeah. it's, it's really difficult. And so the next question I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm really rolling on them now because I want to sort of stay on this thread a little bit longer. So yeah. what do you do when somebody comes to you with a really huge question like mm-hmm. should i leave my husband or mm-hmm. should i take this job across the country you know these really big life changing yeah questions what how do you feel in in in, a, in the vein of integrity how how do you mm-hmm. feel about answering those types of things how do you feel about pulling information for that type of the stuff and how do you help people through questions yeah. like that
1: i think it really depends honestly i think it kind of depends on the the Question: Because for me, should I take this job or should I leave my husband? Those are very for me. That's way different.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure.
1: Um, I had a client, and I'm not afraid to tell a client no. I used to when I first started. Like, I would just, you know, I'd want to like help a client out, tell them whatever they needed. I had a client, um, just a few weeks ago who, you know, we start the re- and I always start off. I never ask questions when we start. I always just start and give kind of what what is coming through,
0: yeah.
1: um, to honor spirit and and more times than not what. The client wants is answered in that kind of opening. Right. But I had this one client who, you know, she specifically wanted to know she was, she was seeing another man. She's already in a relationship, seeing another man, no judgment for me, don't really care. And, but she is wanting to know how does this other man feel about her? Is this other man ever going to leave his, his wife for her? (sighs) And, and I don't, I don't know about you. I don't answer questions about someone else's energy that's not present in the room.
0: Yeah, me too. To,
1: to me, that's like going into uh someone's home without permission. And
0: yeah, it's not consensual. They're not yeah. they're not sitting in front of you asking. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I told the client, I was like, you know, I'm more than happy to talk about your energy where you can kind of, how you can navigate to align with your best possible outcome in this situation. But, you know, and then, you know, she wasn't having it. She was like, no, I want to know all about him and I need to know what he's thinking and I need to know what he's feeling. And I got kind of sassy. I was like, well, have you met this person in real life? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, how long have you been seeing him? She was like, two years. I'm like, then why don't you know? Because mm. <laughs> I'm like, Honestly. you know, if you we're going to be sassy with me. like, Because she <laughs> you know and then so i did a, i gave her a refund wished her well you know so those things and i i try to make it as clear as i possibly can on my website like there's just certain things i'm not going to answer for you um but you know as far as big kind of life decisions in terms of like you know should should i take the move should i you know move this thing it's i find a lot of times people already know the answer they already know what they want they're just waiting on me to kind of like nudge them so for me in those situations you know if it hasn't already been answered in the reading like the other day I had a woman who was debating going to Denver I had no idea she wanted to go to Denver I was like oh my god like you're gonna move to Denver and like you know x amount of time based off of where your energy is right now and she goes oh my god that's what I wanted to know if I should move to Denver and I'm like well take that as your amazing confirmation that you're on the right track with that right But then sometimes, you know, people do ask those questions like, hey, I'm in this relationship. I'm looking at leaving. I want to take this big job. What do I do? And then that's where, you know, I don't believe in spoon feeding people answers for the most part. I like to teach people how to kind of align with the energy of what they want. So I always let people know, you know, trust yourself over the psychic you found on social media always. But, sure. you know, here's the energy that I'm seeing. Here's where things are kind of going. If you want to adjust it in a different way, here's how you can adjust it for yourself. Here's how you can create that outcome that's a little bit easier for yourself,
0: right? Mm, yes. Yeah. Thank you for following that little little vein with me. I, I love being able to sort of just roll along on, on questions yeah. as they come. So out of your an answer or two ago, ago um, you've had a lot of success on social media. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you can sort of speak to maybe some, some challenges that have come out of it, mm-hmm. um, sort of some ways that you found ways to cultivate really meaningful community through social and just yeah. sort of your, your general thoughts on the spirituality community in the social media world.
1: Yeah. You know, the first part of that question challenges for me, it's, I love social media. I love using it. I love it as a beautiful tool. You know, for me, I'm still, I'm still a person. I still have my own resistance that I'm working through. I still have my own stuff. Right. So the only thing that's ever really a challenge for me is when somebody, you know, leaves like a nasty comment. And then, you know, I'll get all of these beautiful comments from people on videos and it's like hundreds of comments like thank you so much for being here I love your videos you're so great and I see that one nasty one and like I'm hyper focused on it. So, you know, I, when those first came up like a couple of years ago before I was even doing psychic or spiritual um, content. I would reply to every single one. Now I just delete them. Now I'm like, "Ah, whatever, they were a jerk." And I might it might linger for a little bit, but for the most part now like, you know, like less than a day, then I'm I've moved on. You know, I love though the aspect of social media where people are commenting and then I get to respond back. Yeah. Like, I love responding. I try to respond to as many comments as I possibly can. You know, I I I like going deep. I'm so excited that my reach has gone wide, but for me going deep with people, sending that like, thank you so much, or, or replying back to their question, or, you know, I try to respond as much as I can. Cause I, I think to me, it's, it's important because people are taking their time to comment on one of my videos. They don't have to, they don't have to follow me. They don't have to support me. So, you know, I'm like, well, if I can take three seconds and just reply, then, then great, you know, so, but yeah, no, you know, it's been great. And with social media, like anything, you're going to see things that are so in alignment with the direction of things that are good and loving and kind. And then you're going to get the opposite of that. And I think it's all important. I think it's all important because, you know, it gives everyone a chance to kind of really question like, okay, what do I believe in? What feels right for me? What do I align with?
0: yeah, yeah, I agree the the side the the social media it feels like such a cool way to connect with so many people. and then, yeah, you get like weird haters that somehow ended up on your page, and it's like, ah. but yeah, i yeah, yeah, I think it's you're right. there's um there's a reason for it all, I think, you know, in terms of I mean, I don't know if there's a reason for people being so mean, but there's definitely like you know, a chance to grow through all, yeah, that, right, yeah, yeah. So in your bio, you mention two things Mm -hmm. that love is universal and Mm -hmm. that all things are possible. And I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if you can sort of speak a little bit more to those ideas and like how you came to them and like some examples, if you have any of those things that you found to be true.
1: You know, so really funny about that line is... I was, I was taking this mediumship development course and it was like a business course on like, you know, running your spiritual business as a medium. Cause there's no, like, there's no handbook. Yeah, We don't have like, you know, like a, like a company policy book that, you know, shows up that, you know, like, like a, like, you know, a, a miss, mystical creature doesn't just drop off this. Here's <laughs> how you do this on yeah. your front doorstep. Right. It would be great if that happened. It
0: would be amazing
1: would be amazing. Like a nice little unicorn just brings you like a really good handbook on how to run a spiritual business. You know, so, so I took this spiritual business class from this, one of somebody who I've looked up to for a while is Colby Rebel. And she's just so fantastic and just such a smart business person and makes understanding business super easy. And so I took one of her classes and um, she was going around just kind of like giving like little like feedback on certain things. And I don't know how she got to me with this but she was like you know I just think Travis you you could use this tagline that through spirit love is universal and all things are possible and I was like oh and me growing up as a gay person in Ohio and coming out in like 2005 right Mm -hmm. where like it wasn't really cool to be gay then like it is now uh but like you know, so it was, it was tough, but that was a lesson, but she said that. And I was like, oh my God, this is like a feeling that I've had inside of me this whole time. Cause I've always believed even at my lowest points that I could do anything. I never want like, I, yes, I have imposter syndrome. Sometimes it pops up. Yes. I experience fear because I'm human. There's no escaping that. But at my core, I have always believed that I could do anything I wanted to when I was younger, you could not tell me that I was not going to be the next Britney Spears. I would like design like my like stages and performing. And like, I would do like numbers in front of my middle school class. Right. Like I just had this like unwavering belief that was going to happen. And so, you know, so I, I did, I gave up, I gave up that dream trying to be the next Britney, (laughs) but, but uh, you know, growing up though, I just always believed that, that you know, love is not something that is restricted to, you know, your part, your romantic partner or your family. Like I, I love everything around me and I think love for some people can be tough. So appreciation is a great word to slip in there. If love is one that's like a little hard for someone to really absorb, but, um, but you know, love really is it's universal for me. And being a gay person growing up, you know, believing that love wouldn't be possible or that I was unlovable for just being who I was. And for me, that message that love is universal, it's so important to share. And that's love being universal and all things are possible. Those are the core. That's like my lighthouse for everything that I do. Everything I put out, I do it consciously going, is this loving? Am I sending out a message that is loving where I'm not excluding someone? I'm not, I'm not judging a group of people, I'm not making someone feel excluded. I may not align with your social political beliefs, I may not even align with your behavior or your action, but I still think you're worthy of love and I still love you. And then all things yeah. being possible, I really do believe that that no matter kind of how you start off in life or no matter where you are, if there's something you really, really want you can have it. And I think people want to kind of come in and debate that. And they, you know, they want to say, well, oh, I can't just go be a unicorn, right? Uh, I have news for you. Uh, you can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But like, but I think that, I think that people sometimes get confused with that, right? Cause I think sometimes people hear like, you know they're hearing that through the filter of, of their own kind of limitations or their own limited thoughts of themselves. Like you say like, oh, you know, I want to be a billionaire, but I'm not going to be a billionaire. But then it's like, okay, well, why do you want to be a billionaire? What do you want from that? And a a lot of times it's just, it's security. It's being able to like, you know, pump gas without having to look at the price, right? It's, it's feeling freedom. You can feel all those things that is possible. And from that, so many amazing things can grow going back to kind of the list thing, right? Like I wrote down, I wanted to be happy. I wanted time freedom. I wanted financial freedom. I wanted to help people. Like I wrote down like really big, I want to help people. And my last name in old French means to have helped. Oh, I know. Right. And so thanks. And so I wrote down all of these things. And at that time I knew it was possible. I just didn't know how, and now, and it's so funny because I found that list just a few days ago Um, it was tucked away in some papers, but, but what I learned was that, you know, looking back at that list, I'm like, okay, this was possible. I didn't know how, I didn't know what it was going to look like, but here we are. And so I think sometimes I think that, that, that sharing that message, that anything is possible, it really is. We just have to kind of let go of the, how are we going to get there? Or what does it really look like?
0: Mm. Yes. Yes. That felt so, I mean, it just, that just felt so good to hear. And and yeah, the love is universal. It almost feels like, um, I feel like in a lot of movies, you know, it's always like love overcomes, love ends yeah. up winning, all this stuff. But like, I think the reason we see that is because it's true. My grandfather, mm-hmm. who has now passed away, his whole thing, you know, toward the end of his life was um, really just talking about how the whole point of this thing, is love Mm -hmm. in like all the different forms like kind of like you mentioned like if Mm -hmm. love obviously in the English language is like the only word we have but appreciation gratitude um, Mm -hmm. like it pushes and flows through everything and that's why we're here kind of like just sort of this huge huge truth and so yeah I I think about that a lot and I I think the way you worded it is really lovely so if somebody's listening and they're thinking Mm -hmm. like I don't know that they want to sort of be able to access that universal love a little bit more. Do you have any tips mm-hmm. for how we can sort of obviously it's sort of flowing yeah. all around. but what are some ways that we can really access yeah that love and sort of harness it?
1: Be right where you are. It's a it love is a state. It's not an action. It's not something that we have to earn. It's not a prize. It's a state of being. And to me, love is, and for me as a Virgo, it's so hard to say this, but I mean it though. I feel at my core. Love is just allowing things to be what they are. Love is just full acceptance of others, of ourself. And I think that's the tough thing, right? Is that for a lot of people, it's that having that full acceptance of self. It's that shadow integration. It's that loving all parts. It's allowing ourselves just to be where we are. And I think for me, I access love through, you know, it's something that I have to remind myself sometimes that it's always flowing. Love is always flowing through us. It is a never ending river. We just have to get in the water. And so for me, I, I get there through meditation. I do that through appreciation where, you know, I'm looking at you, we're having this conversation. I'm appreciating you. I'm so appreciating you and your energy. Right. And, and you know sometimes for me i can get to that place really easy sometimes i have to work through a little bit of resistance before i can get there and that's also okay
0: yeah
1: it's okay like and and so so i think for anyone listening who wants to access more love in their life just be where you're at be all right with that take a couple of deep breaths and just just know that everything is exactly as it needs to be. And if you need an action to get there, because I think sometimes, you know, we we like a little bit of action. I will, I heard this from spiritual teacher, Esther Hicks or Abraham Hicks, and, and I will do it sometimes. And it's so funny now because um I love it so much. And I first heard it and I was like, this is, this is a little cuckoo, but, you know, so I'll walk around and I'll tell the trees in my neighborhood just how much I appreciate them. Like love you're that. my fav- you're my favorite tree. I love you so much. And there is this is not uh, a made up story or fluffed in any way, shape or form. I know sometimes we fluff stories to make them sound a little bit more fun. But this is a very real story. There's an apple tree that grows in my neighbor's yard directly across from my door. And its branches overhang. A little bit but not so much that they would touch or be near my front doorstep and I walk out to that tree every day and I look at that tree and I go I love you I love you so much and the other day I said I love you so much and I would love when you it's an apple tree and I go and I would love when you bloom apples if I could have one because I've never had like a fresh apple off of a yeah. tree. Yeah. I came for the grocery right. store and I know that's the same right. thing, but I don't know. I come home I kid you not I come home Uh, A couple of nights later, I'd gone out with some friends. It was just like a fun night and I come home and there's this tiny green baby apple sitting perfectly on my doormat. I don't, like, and I have a ring camera. So, you know, like, I'm like, I got to rule out like the, I'm like hit with this like energy. And I was like, I got to rule out any and all possibility that somebody put this here. Right. Before I start telling this story, Yep, I went through my ring camera folks and listen, there was no movement, nothing picked up on that thing. So, you know, so I think that, that love is something that we can be in. It's a state that we can be in, and we can share that with nature, with our friends, with, loved ones. And I think it's so, it's so powerful when we're in that state, because that's the state we create from as well.
0: Mm.
1: That's the state mm. we create. Well, we create from other states to trust and believe, but, <laughs> but that state of love is really where creation and the amazing manifestations in our life comes from creating from that state.
0: Yeah. That is so good. If if you take listeners, if you take one thing from this episode, I think it should be that. Um, yeah, love it, love it, love it. I also love hyping up trees. It's like one of my. Favorite. I have some really yeah. good trees around me that are just monumental, absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sometimes I'll if I want to walk or if I drive by them, I just look at them. I'm like, you are insanely gorgeous. I I hype yeah. them up so hard, and it's so much fun. Like I do feel a little a little crazy doing it, but I'm like, I just love. Yeah. I love doing it. It's so cool.
1: Yeah. I totally understand why why people were called tree huggers. Yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Like I remember my grandparents be like, oh, they're a tree hugger, you know? And I was like, but even as a kid, I was like, what's wrong with hugging a tree? No. But now like, now I totally get it. I'm like, oh, I get why people hug trees. It feels so good.
0: It absolutely does. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Travis, this has been such a wonderful conversation. I have one last question for you, which yes. is the classic opening the door podcast question i ask pretty much every guest. And that is what can someone who's listening right now do in their life to open their door a little bit more to their psychic Mm -hmm. or mediumship abilities?
1: I'm going to give them the same advice that the mystery voice gave me. And that is start meditating just start meditating. When we meditate, we slow resistance, we slow momentum of everything that's kind of distracting us in our life. And some people might be like, well, I can't, you know, I can't meditate. I don't know how we do, you know, if, if sitting and doing classic breathing and clearing your, you know, allowing your thoughts to flow until eventually you get to a place of non-resistance, if that doesn't work, try dancing. Try going for a nature walk and doing an active meditation. It doesn't have to simply be sitting on the floor and breathing. For me, that's what works best. And in my experience, that has been so helpful. And I always know when I've gotten away from my meditation, practice. I always meditate before clients, but when I get away from my own personal meditation practice is kind of when I just don't feel quite right. And it's always when I get back into it. So is I'm like, oh, I'm back in alignment. So start meditating, however that looks.
0: Yes, I totally relate to that. I feel definitely uh, way more in alignment when I have a a good meditation routine, whatever that looks like for me at yeah. the time. Where can people find you if they're interested in connecting with you more?
1: Yes, you can find me at uh, travishope.com or on social media on Instagram, TikTok, and now Threads at threads. Travis Warrior <laughs> Unicorn. I love Threads so much; it's been so great. So. You can find me on those um, on those awesome platforms.
0: Amazing, Travis! Thank you so 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 much for being here. This has been such a fun conversation. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you love the podcast and listen on Apple, please be sure to rate and leave a review. If you want more from Opening the Door, follow along on Instagram at Opening the Door Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? email opening the door podcast at gmail.com and you might have your question included in one of our future Q&A episodes.